0: Buzzer! 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 Do the thing! Do the thing! I'm going to see the galaxy. Get running! Ben, do you have anything to say about low sex? Nor, as everyone else likes to call it, the penis rocket. Why not? I'll give you a warm hand in your entrance.
1: Yeah, that that butt clenching really was awesome. I'd be absolutely terrified of anything. Um, uh, uh. Sunday, I had a good time making a 10-year-old boy cry. Have
0: you finished playing with your bunny? Remember, this is the show for good ideas come to die. to episode 377 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix fire Chief Archivist of Lave Station, otherwise known as Colin Ford, and joining me in the orange sidewinder bar for this episode, we have our uh, Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan. Hello. And we have our Staff Liaison Officer, Commander Saikit. Hello. And we have our Diplomatic Attaché from the East. India Company. That's Commander
2: Mac Winston. Hello.
0: Hello. Welcome to you all. If you wish, you can join us live. We are hanging out in game. I think the Chris Mark 4 is hanging around in Lave Station at the moment. But if you can't get to us in game, you can also join the Twitch chat Channel, which you can access through laveradio.com/slash live, click on the live chat, uh, or just go straight to twitch tv/slash laveradio, or go to YouTube at live radio or on Facebook because we're streaming live to all of you. And I will just give uh, everyone in the chat room a wave. So let's have a quick run around the team that we've got today. For those of you who are wondering what's happened to our head of head of health and safety ben has unfortunately had to run off to his family so we are, we're hoping that the lurgy that's hit his family will be resolved soon right we'll start with everyone going around the week and we'll start with commander shan oh i've had an interesting week this week
3: go on then oh let me see main event is we are now or going to be in two weeks time on test subject delta so we got a delta variant coming Hobbs has been now well into the wheel. He now spins it so fast, it only comes off his mountings. Uh, what else has been going on? I've, yeah, I've uh, ordered a new car. Uh, a new car. And, oh, all right. Yes, yeah, so that should be here in March. Well, basically, I, what it was was I just casually thought, oh, well, I wonder how much Tesla will give me for my current car. And they came back with a figure that was too hard to resist. So I've got a new one coming in March. The cost of 300 quid. It's costing me. That's to change Ooh, the car. Right. So, that's, well, I, get, that's, uh... I get a four-year warranty or the yeah. update. Everything else like that. So,
0: so, yeah. In-game. Next up, so. we've got uh, Commander Psykit.
1: Hi. Um, I've been mostly um, getting obsessed with uh, critical role animations. Predominantly, that's been my, uh, my life. I has been watching a lot of critical role stuff. And playing a lot of Dungeons and Dragons. You know, the usual thing that I normally do when I'm not playing computer games. In Elite, we've got a big war on in our home system at the moment. So I've been doing a fair amount of war where my computer allows.
3: So uh, how's the war going? Uh,
1: won the first two days. So we're trying to take over, I think it's like 58 settlements of factions. So we have to... Uh, win the war in each of these settlements so it's been quite an effort but it's been really fun and it's been really nice seeing like the faction and like people in the community all come together and stuff but my pc and my stream pc just the cpu is entirely on its way out so um it's not running elite as much as i would like it to my laptop actually runs it better
3: so, as you overclocked your processor, is that why it's gone a bit weird, do you think? Or?
1: I don't think I ever did. It's like six years old, and I've given it a beating. Um, and everything ah. else in, in there is, everything else in the um, CPU is um, better and uh, working. But I do I do have a, a CPU and a motherboard on its way, so I've got the joys of that coming soon. Oh uh,
0: Yes. I I I know that feeling very well at the moment. Right, I I missed half of that, so I'm assuming that you're done.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just saying, I'm obsessed with the legend of Vox Machina. That's all.
0: Oh God, yes. The, you, you told me about that, and um, yeah. I, that's another thing I've got to blame on you.
1: Look, <laughs> look, I'm only sharing information at the moment, Colin. Are
3: we uh, are we starting a brain psychic mean?
1: <laughs> you're more than welcome to feel what? free but only on the good things like um jobby peanut bird
3: <laughs> oh what, sorry had... what i missed i was oh, out what? no now no. now dear dear listeners we want to know about peanut butter,
0: Psyche. it's <laughs> sent me a picture earlier in the day saying you'll appreciate this no a picture of um was it from thailand is it this
1: <laughs> I, hang on it's right? Malaysian anything. Malaysian peanut butter um, Company Jobby Have released a new peanut butter for video gamers Called Jobby Pong Would you like to spread that on your toast?
0: If there's anybody from the west coast of Scotland You will know exactly what I mean by You've just put me off peanut butter for life
1: I don't know why you wouldn't want to Spread your Jobby on your toast I don't see where the problem is Yeah <laughs> I can't even
0: I can't even look at the sun part anymore. Thanks. I'm- <laughs> so, uh, did they do chocolate flavour,
3: Jobby?
1: I mean, one can only imagine that they could.
3: I, I did say no
0: malarkey this week. We haven't got a fair...
3: little to, uh...
1: late. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm just, I'm just recovering from what has just been said. So, um, at the moment, I'll hand over to Mac. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Mac. Please yeah. save me from the peanut butter controversy. <laughs>
2: okay i have only got stuff that is completely wholesome and and something uh, yet, like uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway so i've i've had a little bit of an event for a couple of weeks i passed my day skipper theory so that means i can now terrorize my crew on land sea and air um oh, so that was quite nice is this the um, real life Yes, this is real life. Um, so, yeah, that's it's basically uh, it, It's the the It's basically the the theory part for sailing. So we've still got to do the practical. But yeah. So was...
3: should we should we rename you in the show notes, uh, Commander eye
2: Um, no.
3: Or Commander Pugwash. <laughs>
2: uh, or maybe... Master, Master Bates even. Or Roger the Cabin Boy. <laughs>
0: Both of which are urban myths and don't exactly <laughs> really exist, but never
2: mind. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's never um, stopped us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> did, did I ever mention that Shan reminds me of Zippy off Rainbow?
3: Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it's better oh than being Congo, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh, you, all of a sudden, you know, there's that bit in... Um, uh How I Met Your Mother there is a bit where the gang point out the most obvious flaws in everybody else and it just ruins things from now on. That just happened with Jan. All I've got in my head now is someone going ah, 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 ah.
1: It's amazing
3: So does that make George um does that make Ben George Well as long as I'm Jeffrey, but I'm not being a bungle You're a bungle, you're the tallest out of all of us, therefore you have to be bungle
2: <laughs>
0: Oh dear uh,
3: yeah. What, was the, what was the lady's name in? Was it Jane in so Rainbow? It was Rod, Jane, and Freddie, wasn't it?
1: I didn't even, couldn't even remember there being a woman named Rainbow. Yeah, she had the that
2: guitar. Oh, it was very diverse. It won the people with the guitar. I'm sure it was. Ah, 70s TV shows, which are. Um,
1: well known for the diversity, my team. <laughs>
0: well known for the diversity, and, and yeah, even Rainbow had its, its scandals. <laughs> Did it? Yes. Wasn't it? What? Wasn't it the uh, the bungle? There was there's something about the actor that played Bungle. I thought I thought there was.
1: That oh, might sound familiar. Well. Yeah, fumble with I... a
0: fumble in the bungle.
2: <laughs> oh, God. <don't>.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, we're out to destroy all your childhood heroes.
2: Mind anyway, you, uh, he other than that. Other than that, um, we've uh, it's this kind of uh, a fairly nominal week in the East India Company. We've had various wars to fight. Um, we've got some new BGS projects starting, which are currently super secret, so I can't talk about them, but we're, we've... Uh, we uh, the, the nice thing about these BGS projects is they're kind of good player with player stuff. So we're we're trying to get to drum up a bit more um in these cold still remaining dark winter months a bit more um a bit more sort of um to get them, yeah a bit more sort of player with player stuff sort of cooperative projects for the uh, for the faction. So yeah, we're off doing those. We've got about a million and war, one wars going. I've just I just thought do a quick on foot on-foot conflict zone just right now before we started so yeah, that's quite good fun i've i found i've i'm you know i'm not worried too much about odyssey engineering because i found i can do all the things with just a grade three suit i bought and grade three weapons i bought so you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna try and grind i'll i'll pick up upgrades if you know on on opportunities they come by but i'm not gonna i've decided just not to grind for them basically uh, just, just sort of do the stuff, and as well as I can with an uh, with just standard kit, you know. But um, so there's been a been a bit of that. Um, yeah, the weather's been a bit bad here too. As, as I say, I've been uh, we're back in the office now a lot. Um, now the COVID emergency has kind of receded a bit, and I uh, I actually work from home today. But yesterday, coming home on the bike. The head, I, the headwind was brutal. It took me a, a trip. that normally takes me out fifty minutes. Took an hour and ten, and I got Ooh. almost got blown off as well. There's a, there's a bit of relatively high terrain which is a bit exposed, and there was a horrific crosswind, and it was like the, the, every so often there'd be a massive gust, and I'd wobble. It was it was kind of scary, really, especially as it was night nice as well. But um, yeah, and so we've we've had a bit of weather recently.
0: Yeah, uh, I wouldn't want you Which to be your bike. no No. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, apparently, Raptor guy in the chat room has said, "I I always thought that the ECD company was an NPC faction."
2: No, 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 we're real. We we're there's a whole bunch of us. We got, in fact, I think we we were the first player faction to break a thousand assets. In other words, you know, assets like. Bases, oh, stations, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, we're the first. To, I'm not sure we're the first to have a thousand, but we were the first to catalogue a thousand. We had a big project catalogue all when when Odyssey dropped. Catalogue all our new Odyssey assets, and I think we're still number one. If we look at EDDB, which let's have a look, EDDB.io. See, you've got
0: You've got him though. Boasting go on to, at guy, it's your fault. Yeah,
2: go on to factions. Yeah, we, we, we were wondering if people were going to oppose. So so if we, player factions, yes, find minor factions sort by assets. Yeah, we're still number one. We have 1,244 controlled assets. And Wolf 406, transport company of the Alliance, uh, just nipping at our heels with 1,143. So... Yes, um, we're not, we're not and systems controlled. We're about 15th, I think there. Um, yeah, let's have a look. Uh, mm. Presence, let's see, controlled. Yeah, we're about, yeah, we're about, we're somewhere in the top 20. I can't be asked to count them all right now. But, <laughs> but yeah, no, we're, we're not, we're not, we're actually real. We exist. You can join us if you, uh, if you like to bask with the, the Emperor who has gone missing. Um, you can. Oh, we're going to
0: come on to that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, Shan, you got a game update?
3: Well, I did after, after last week's show, um, which uh, Mini Shan kindly went on. And uh, I thought he did pretty well, actually. I was really really pleased at how he came across and things he said. Um, but they wrote me into helping him. Or helping them. Um, basically, I'm. they drift around um, behind me while I blow stuff up in Hazreds and they collect the bounties. Um, so,
0: yeah. They're they're, you on the head and congratulations.
3: Well, that's right. Yeah, they, they promised me a biscuit at some point. But anyway, um, so yeah, that was what I've been partially doing. But also, uh, they want to do some Thargoid stuff and see Thargoid bases in VR. So, I spent Saturday and Sunday um collecting as many probe sensors and links as i could do as i could get so they're all on my carrier ready for when they want to do that but i, I did suggest to them that actually they need to learn to drive the srv before messing around in
0: dark bases yeah i thought that would be a prerequisite you could take them around the guardian bases in, in the srv's a, a shan a shan outing i could do but then
3: again um uh, you, you take the guardian base. You then have to show them how to do the guardian ruins, and that just take all night. So, and also, also, I want to leave something for them to find out themselves and be interested, rather than just tag around on my coattails all the time. Um, so, yeah, it's been quite quite good fun, really. It's um, it kind of reminds me of the new player. You know, when you first get an account, that mm-hmm. new time when it's, also, it's It's quite good to go through with a couple of new players who who enjoy the game but are new to it.
0: Yeah, so you're mentoring then? we won't go that far. <laughs> yeah. Uh Shan the tour guide has come through on our Steam bot at the moment. Stream bot at the moment. Um right. Uh, let's see, what have I been up to? Well apart from having peanut butter butter ruined for me for the rest of the rest of my natural life, thanks. Um let's see. Uh I have Obviously, been involved in uh, one of the things that we're going to discuss later, which is the um, the uh, the treasure hunt. I think is the best way to describe it that happened this week. Um, I've also been caught up with my power play commander and also my uh, my e- explorer commander, who is uh, still. I've I found another one of these uh, gas giants with about five or six moons, all with about five or six. Uh, biologicals on them, so I am basically uh, plant scanning the heck out of the place, and I must admit I'm um, really are enjoying some of the uh, the updated graphics on this. Um, since uh, update tens come along, uh, some of the uh, the reflections on the planetary surfaces really just make the places look absolutely beautiful. So I'm enjoying that, and I'm pleased to say uh, I think I've gone through. Everything that's, um, yeah, I went through everything that I used to do, and I don't get an, an FPS less than 30 now, which I think is great. Apart from walking around a planetary base concourse. But then again, I don't need 30, 40 FPS for that. But running around on a on a, on a CZ is it, now perfectly acceptable for me. So, um, What
1: do you get so- out a concourse, then, in comparison, just out with it, it, this is the weird thing. It depends because sometimes
0: I'll be walking through the concourse and when I look over th- right across the bar, it'll drop to about 17. But then there are other days where there are other gaming sessions where I walk through the same bar at the same time and it, it's it's up at 25, 26. So, I, again, you just kind of there going, there must be something that doesn't keep it con- consistent. Mm. And the bar doesn't look to be busier. Because sometimes I think, well, is that because there's extra NPCs running around or, or is there another commander in there or something? Because obviously the FPS, the frame rate does drop a bit when I see other commanders. Is it after you've been playing for a while or is it? Actually, yes, you are right, Chan. It is normally after I've been playing for a while because uh, there are times when I reboot uh, walk around, and all of a sudden the frame rate's up at 34 in exactly the same place.
3: So is it the horror of debugging that could be memory leak?
0: Oh, God. I mean, that's... It It does feel a little... Um, yeah, it feels a little leakish, doesn't it? But, uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, oh, Yeah. <laughs> North Prillis has said that uh, it might be the, the planet station with the bar is, is span at a certain point where there's a, a busy astrological body somewhere that needs rendering um, I don't think that's that's something I look for I suppose, look out the window see if there's a gas giant or moons or stuff like that yeah. uh, Mako's said that he's found that the plants in the bar areas cause his frame rate to tank wow yeah. So yes. Um, and apart from that, I've obviously finished Mass Effect three, uh, maxed everything out, thoroughly enjoyed it. And um yeah, it's got kind of got in the way of me doing CZs because I was running around <laughs> a CZ yesterday and it was only a medium, and I was having my backside handed to me in a plate, but that's because I was using my Mass Effect 3 key bands, so i was ending up jumping when i should have been crouching with your kind of jobby
3: peanut butter
0: in your hand <laughs> yes mm. peanut butter ruined thanks like it
1: it's not my fault i'm just sharing news it's Very... like, I, I can't i'm just, just sharing information i didn't name it colin i did not name it
0: no no you just decided to share the jobby
2: you know, to get off the job like for a while, the job-y <laughs> okay. subject for a while, the, the, the thing about playing two different games, like when you're doing first person shoes, I've been playing a bit of Left 4 Dead uh, and what I can't get used to is the, the gravity. I'm used to be able to leap enormous heights in, <laughs> on a low G planet and then all of a sudden I can jump about six inches. It's, it really bugs me.
0: <laughs> I've got the same problem Actually is too strong <laughs> I've got the same problem Jumping between The exploration suit And the uh, uh And the Dominator suit Because basically The Dominator suit's got Kind of like a uh A mini A, a Grogu First attempt jump While the <laughs> While well, the exploration one You're practically flying For ages uh, Anyway A um, Jedi I,
3: assisted suit then
0: Jedi assisted suit uh, I must admit is anybody looking forward to tomorrow
1: so much so no. much I, I need a question answering
0: oh okay then we'll, we'll answer your question
1: no 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 I need a oh. question answering which will only be answered tomorrow
0: oh okay gotcha gotcha uh, surprisingly no
1: Chad yeah. well
3: it, I don't know it's it's kind of drifted away from being a Boba Fett and they should just rename it Star Wars
0: <laughs> the Star Wars fan fiction show
3: yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about Boba Pepp. He's, he's too good. He's too much of a goody two-shoes in this one. And I know he's supposed to have a redemptive arc, but uh, you'd want his redemptive arc to be a bit longer than just a few flashbacks in a back to tank.
0: Yeah, well, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. I mean, for all, you know, tomorrow we, we might end up seeing a CGI hand solo.
3: Or, <laughs> or... And oh. Amelia Clark, because there's a, theory, there's a theory going around that um, Crimson Dawn, is it, are the brains and muscle behind the uh, yes syndicate? And Amelia yes. Clark hasn't done much recently, you know. So <laughs> yeah, not since Solo
0: kind of tanked, did it?
3: <laughs> well, they've got they, they've got on retainer, and they can say, "Well, you've had your don't need to make another solo film. You've done your Boba Fett bit now, and yeah." They've already got our own
0: contract. Ah, Well, that's good to know. Right. Well, um, we're going to move this back to the Elite universe. Um, Now, the development news, what has happened this week? Well, first up, we had a hot fix, uh, version 10.02. That came out on the third. Uh, There's been a number of fixes to address stability issues that have been implemented. Um, Some of these fixes contribute to the plight of... uh, to tackle crashes encountered when loading Odyssey from the main menu. That's a biggie. I'm glad they put put that one in. And then another, a vague statement of further code stability support fixes have been implemented. Um, yes, so not much, but obviously, if you're crashing when you're just trying to to load, load up, that's a biggie. Um, as usual, we haven't had any live streams this week um there hasn't been any announcements and on top of that uh not on the official frontier forums at all we have had uh zach who was quite active on monday um who was responding to a query about retaining player numbers which actually seemed to fit our our topic for episodes i think three seven four and three seven five um but he said that's an interesting topic. Thank you. As far as the content goes, the Azimuth saga has been regularly adding new mysteries to the galaxy for players to come together and solve. Similarly, we've seen return of Galnet community goals, like uh, people have said. And the recent CG was a huge success in terms of player participation. There's still plenty more to come in the terms of narrative. But as others in the threads have said, a lot of the beauty of the Elite comes from the player-created events, which I'm hoping the event community event calendar will help support. Um, we're looking for more frequent shout-outs from the CM team via streams and weekly posts soon. Um, and when pressed on one when soon might be, he said, well, I'm giving a soon TM because I don't have a concrete date for you right now. It's definitely going to be a sooner TM soon than a later TM soon. So um, make of that what you will. <laughs> Shan." Um, I would say,
3: CMs, hello, weekly content, going nearly nine years, hello. Um, (laughs) um, I I just wonder when they look at the player numbers, and I say, oh, it's down because of X, Y, Z, and all the stuff. going." Do they look at what's going on in the wider industry in terms of game releases? Because the other games I play, I've noticed activity numbers are down as well after Christmas. So it can't all be, oh, because Elite isn't doing this or Elite's doing this. It's part, I think, of the, of the natural cycle of how ga- gamers come and go into various games. Um, so I just wonder if they actually look at what's going on and take that into account. Um, I mean, just to be fair, though, Elite is, in quotes, an old game, and it's harder to... Maintain interest in a incode old game than it is one that's just come out
0: very true um and on that subject um the steam chart numbers have begun to slip uh they are two point four percent down on January's figures, apparently, although these numbers are still forty percent up from the lowest point in September, so they're still as high in as sort of um July uh you'd have to go back to June to get higher numbers uh but yeah. That could be just down to the the ebb and flow of normal uh, taste at the moment, but that's um, like I said, that's the only um, indication we have of of how well Elite is doing. Although I must admit, I have seen a lot more people in my friends list lately, which is which is always nice to see. So,
3: another thought that comes to mind, sorry, when you were just saying about and um, Steam charts and whatnot, it's interesting because when we look at the the measure most people use to see where the player numbers are going up and down are the Steam charts. Yeah, But Frontier have the full picture, so it's not just Steam, it's Epic Launcher, it's their own launcher. So I wonder if it's repeated across the other ways of getting into the game, that the, that the player numbers are down. Because otherwise they wouldn't have commented on it. They, they would have said something like, yes, we've seen the drop off of Steam. But on the epic launch or our launch, player numbers are still being maintained, or something like that.
0: Well, they haven't actually said anything. That was just my observation on on player numbers. That wasn't officially from Frontier. So, yeah. Normally, they normally we get a, a a drop from Arthur, Zach. We let something slip about the fact that the uh, the CG was uh, they had so many people playing it. But uh, yeah. So I'm afraid that is all the development news we have. Um, Anybody got any opinions on why everything is so quiet?
3: It could be because, well, it's just a theory, but I suspect some of it is because the COVID restrictions have gone away and people are feeling safer, more confident maybe to go out, and they've had two years being cooped up. So maybe they've started to live a life again.
0: Yeah, instead of staying in and playing elite, they're going out and having a beer. Yeah, that's fair enough.
1: Huh. Right.
0: Um we shall move on to the in-game events. Now what has been happening this week? Well, this has been quite eventful. We didn't have a CG this week. Instead, uh this Thursday, uh, last Thursday rather, Act asked for help in tracing the NMLA um shadow network, which of course the Imperial Senate didn't want them to to muck about with. Or some in the Imperial Senate didn't want them to muck about with um now this led to um some treasure hunts effectively um did anybody in the crew do these apart from me
1: yeah of course I did of course I did
0: <laughs> so obviously we'll, we'll get to the the big um the big reveal at the end obviously uh <laughs> First of all, everything started off in HOP290, uh, where if you found a signal um, called Imperial Beacon around it, um, uh, B2C, uh, you got basically a an encrypted message, which you could decode using the cipher. Now, it started off a bit strange. It started off, this is Toculus. Uh, By the way, we've got to thank everybody in in the thread on the forums who spent absolutely ages grinding through and and deciphering it. If you want to see the whole history, we've actually nicked all this off the Canon website. So um, thanks to Canon for for helping out with this. but this is Toculus. This the first message was translated, and it came out as: "This is Toculus. Abandon work on establishing a new NMLA figurehead. No existing candidates have sufficient support to replace Theta Seven. His martyrdom was expected, but it was unfortunately happened ahead of schedule. For now, concentrate on avoiding detection, and there will be other chances to remove the remaining duvals. Now, when you posted that, you got off. Uh, when you translated that, the next day." you got a message, a follow-up message, from uh, Captain Landu. Now, it said, the deciphered message from HIP 290. Actually, you know what? I should put a spoiler warning on this.
3: Yes, I think I was about to say that, um, particularly towards the end, I think.
0: Specifically to the end. Okay, the, as of now, there's an official spoiler warning uh, in place. If you uh, if you do not want to hear this, skip ahead to five, ten minutes on, on the... Uh,
3: It'll be in the. Uh, the it'll podcast, be in the time.
0: We'll uh, be on the time readings of the podcast, will right? We'll. Yeah, we'll 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 put that in. And for those of you in the chat, if you don't want to hear this, stick your fingers in your ear, and I'll give you a wave in the chat room when it's finished. Right. Um, okay. So a day after that, you got a uh, message from Captain Landu, who said the deciphered message from HIP two hundred and ninety revealed the name uh, Torquatus. T- T- is that how you pronounce it?
1: Taquatus, Torquatus. I would imagine.
0: That, that'll do. Now, for those of you who play the live radio drinking game, have a drink. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> who believe that they are, is Senator Ursula? Oh, God. Well, Tequ- oh, good grief, psychic. So what was it?
1: Hold up. Well, the same person, I... the one that I've literally just told you. Don't, yes. tell him, is I...
3: Don't tell him. He needs to learn how to
0: speak English.
1: Torquatus, I would say.
0: Thank you, Torquatus. Right. Now, this is a revelation since she's avoided all suspicion right until now. The fact that she's openly identified herself proves that she believes that the Omega uh, Omega grid is totally secure. Now that our detection strategy is confirmed, we have triangulated signals from a second beacon somewhere in the Saffron system, and they've provided a partial cipher to the keys that That should apply to its uh, contents. Please continue to help us track down the NMLA benefactors. Now, um, obviously, the next everybody then rushed to Saffron and uh, they found a signal uh, in the unidentified beacon close to the Cresswell station near planet Ek. I know I managed Saffron okay. Thank you. I'm
3: I'm
1: proud. (laughs) I'm proud of you.
3: It's pronounced Saffron. Not saffron, saffron.
1: Oh it's pronounced saffron. Did you just say it was pronounced with oh, said, it's
4: saffron?
1: With a U. It's not... No, it's Shan saying it's pronounced saffron with a U. Yes, saffron. Just, just
3: wanted, sit yourself for a second. Some, I want to put some doubt in Colin's mind
0: so he went weird again. So. Yeah, he's he's trying to get me so that I get confused by the word the uh, eventually. <laughs> That's <laughs> what he <laughs> wants to do. So, um, round saffron, um, they found the, the, the unidentified beacon close to uh, Crystal's starport near the planet Ectoplasm. Right. There's much suffering in the chat. Who are you going to call? Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> this says, uh, well, this was translated as Ursula, it's Alberto again. You have to help me. I've left capital with my family to avoid IASS questioning. What if that Lando woman really can crack our Omega grid? Carl promised me that was impossible. And you know, I've always been loyal to you and the other lords, but never dreamt our work could expose me personally. Do something. Now, the reference to Carl is a reference to Carl and Nerva. Uh, previously mentioned in Galnet in relation to the IISS secret prison where data group was held and also denies the existence of the whole Omega Grid. Now again, another day later we got yet another message saying your contribution to Axe work was providing it is proving to be invaluable. The Omega Grid beacon you found in the Saffron system provided the names of two more senators, Alberto Guerin and Carl Nerva. They're working with Ursula, that name, <laughs> and others who refer to themselves as lords. Now, how far does this conspiracy reach? With the data recovered so far, we can theorize that other Omega Grid beacons exist in the mid midjin system, and I have provided another cipher key. Again, it is incomplete. We have your uh, faith in the ability to, to overcome this. Um, did any okay, Shan? <laughs>
3: I was going to make a comment or a question regarding the pacing of this. Yeah. Do you think the pacing was a bit too quick? Or do you think they should have given people a chance to tinfoil hat and think and speculate and, and stuff like that?
0: Well, I think the pacing to this has been a lot better than the previous um, treasure hunts that they've done. Because normally it's uh, over in an afternoon. And because of the fact that they've, they've, given the, they've waited a day to release the next clue after people have solved the first one. I thought that stretched it out a lot better. Maybe it could have been better to put an extra day between them and then well I was thinking because
3: week. because you want to be able to give people chance to go to thing, decipher it and do it themselves rather than just releasing it every day and which kind of makes it a act of extreme self control, not to just go and read the wiki and whatever and go and do it. So I just wonder whether or not it may have been worth putting I don't know four or five days in between each one just to give people a chance to I think
0: four,
3: or five, days, I think four or
0: five days would have been too long.
1: I mean, they I were might... relatively, they were relatively easy to work out. I, I know, I know we didn't, um, we didn't do much. One, you could literally just put in a cipher and solve it. And it was the first one you could put in a cipher solver and it would solve it for you. The second yep. one took a little bit more. I must admit, I didn't do the two over the weekend, but I, I saw them pop up. Um, but maybe like a day in between each one, so it would have covered like the full span of a week. Wouldn't wouldn't have been like completely um untoward, but um or like every every just, x yeah. amount of hours to split the span of a week might have been nice to give other people.
3: I was just thinking, just usually when I mean I'm not a published author. Pro Alan Crouch, Stroud would correct me on this, but usually when you have a story cadence, you kind of have a slow build up. And it kind of builds up to a peak. It's in a curve, isn't it? It's in a bell curve. So I'm just wondering, this just seems to have joined almost at the top of the bell curve and hurtled down. Yes, I know it's bringing lots of stuff that's gone on before, but it almost like started from, oh, um, it's dead, it's over, so-and-so's gone, whatever, all of a sudden from two miles an hour to 100 miles an hour in the state of about a week. And I suppose it can happen like that, but I don't know. I'm just thinking maybe it should have been more of a bell curve.
1: The alternative would have been, what, maybe two or three um, Galnet articles without any interaction. Uh, Because this is clearly something that had to be covered in this week when they didn't do a CG for this specific purpose. So um, my my thoughts on it, maybe split them out a little bit more, but I don't think it should have gone further than a week because the speculation would have been... Far too hefty and they were far too easy to figure
3: out. Yeah. Well, I mean, don't have to have it. It's not an either or, is it? It shouldn't be either a CG or a splurge of this. It should be several people, make, allow people a chance to choose to do several things at a time. But anyway, it's just a thought when I was reading through it.
0: Well, it, it all depends on whether or not they've got the, uh, the resources in order to be able to do ACG or whether or not um, these things take um, more effort to do. And uh yeah, that's and I I think them having a C V uh a CG and having this running at the same time might have diverted too much attention away from this. Which uh, I mean I agree with Psyche, it, it needs to be spread out over the week. So maybe a couple of days bef- you know, a couple of days between message one and two couple of days between message two and three, and then every day for the rest of the week might have might have made things a little bit more spaced out. But um, moving back to Mijin, uh, there was a signal called network begin near 5D. And the decoded message means cor- uh, that this is interesting because they weren't able to decode it completely because it's kernel BR question mark CK which could be Colonel Brock or Brick or whatever reporting to Senator Nerva we've had to disband the remaining training camps my soldiers caught and executed several act agents amongst the latest intake if you wish to, us to continue working for the lords of restoration we must renegotiate our agreement uh, <laughs> renegotiate our agreement comma the current situation is not sustainable now, the name of the cor- kernel is not clear from the message. The specific vowel is not specified. It could be brick, brock, or brack, etc. Um, then the follow up yeah, message uh, well, yeah, we'll get to that. The follow up message goes the beacon you found in the Majin system has provided a huge piece of the puzzle. Uh, Darkwater Inc. is one of the largest private mercenary groups in the core systems and we now have evidence that has provided military training to NMLA terrorists. Darkwater's employers refer to themselves as the Lords of Restoration, but the significance of this name remains unclear. Uh, Thanks to this and the other breakthroughs, we've identified uh, Zhao Jin as the light location of another Omega grid beacon, and here's the cipher key. Now, this was actually quite a hard cipher to beat, um it, it took a i think the others were done within sort of half a day half a day this one almost took a day for people to break but eventually we got back this is uh Torquantus. again
1: so you know, close so it? close
0: i'm getting there i'm getting
1: how do you proud of you mate
0: yes colonel brick brack brock whatever our agents within Imperial intelligence have warned us that act is making progress on accessing our network you are ordered to transfer Carogenic Sy- uh, pod e16 from Summerland from the Summerland complex to an alternative system as soon as possible. This must be our top priority if we lose Arissa the project is finished Darkwater Inc has Summerland as its headquarters. According to the system's description,
3: you are so lucky. Ben isn't here, Colin. What to kind of encourage you in your pronunciation, like cryogenic and things. Oh, I know
0: cryogenic. I couldn't believe it. I just looked at the word and the the brain, my, my brain just didn't want to work.
3: I think you're doing very well, Colin. To be fair, because it's a lot of reading and the, the text. <laughs> the text is quite small. Oh,
0: I do love being patronized. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so with your assistance, we have solved a year long mystery the whereabouts of Emperor Arissa Liangvi Deval. Um Ooh. The message, Exactly. Now, the message found in Sojin confirms that the Lords of Restoration ordered Darkwater troops to abduct the Emperor and keep her captive. Uh, this implies that their agents within Imperial intelligence have been falsifying her communications with the Senate ever since. Specialist operatives have now been dispatched to locate and recover Her Majesty, or the da, da, da. remains of Her Majesty. Mm-hmm. Probably.
3: <laughs> yeah, maybe she doesn't want to be recovered. What this?
0: You saw, I'll
3: sob this. I'm. I'm, I'm on she's, love.
2: She's I- behind it all.
3: Yeah, I'm on space love island. I'm on a
0: reality show. <laughs> um. So, psychic, would you? When <laughs> you saw that last message, what did you say? What did you think?
1: I was like, we literally just talked about this. That was my first thought. I was like, how? <laughs> I, 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 and my second thought was, well, that would explain it, yes.
3: Do you think they listen to our show for ideas?
1: Uh, that would explain no, lot, I that? really, really don't. They <laughs>
0: Do you think they listen at all?
2: <laughs> yeah, they probably don't know you exist. No, probably. Uh,
0: so, yes, I I must admit, between this and watching it all unfurl in the, so, on, um, on the forums, I thought it was it was a nice little um, treasure hunt, and everybody was was seemed to get engaged with it, So everyone seemed to enjoy doing it. Um, there's been a you know a couple of gripes about whether or not it was too fast or not, which um, Shan's obviously covered, but. Um, I i I will put my hand up and say I thoroughly enjoyed this and it was a real no real uh, ch- pleasant change to using doing the usual CGs. So, Shan? Um,
3: I was just thinking, while well, I when I thought I thought, well, okay, how are they going to resolve this in such a way as it gives player agency? Because basically, we have been the players have been spectators reading the messages. Yes. This so we had no influence on the outcome it's just we are reading the messages but something like recovering the emperor um is a gold mine for player agency it really is if you wanted if you wanted to make a on foot odyssey cg or whatever it is mm-hmm. you this would be the place to do it because you would have one side trying to prevent the emperor being recovered Mm-hmm. Or even killing them, and you'd have the other side trying to rescue her, and that would be in one. In how they want to do it? But I would want to see proper player agency using some of the Odyssey assets. I think yes to do the to do the to do the rescue. Or, yeah, we've, al- we've already
0: rescu- yeah, we've already had people on the forums already claim that they've rescued <laughs> they've rescued her, which I thought was hilarious because they obviously haven't. But um yeah, and. There's nothing at Galnet News about this, which is a bit of a surprise. If I thought that would have been all over the headlines as soon as that last episode dro- dropped.
3: Well, Galnet's mass media, isn't it, really? Oh, it's just an
0: emperor problem, is it?
3: Emperor well, problem. yeah, it's all, it's, all, it's all part of the... Uh... Well,
2: it's kind of uncorro- uncorroborated, isn't it? I mean, it's not it, it, Galnet doesn't sort of stoop to grubby guesswork and poor journalism, apparently. So perhaps yep. Galnet have chosen not to publish because it's uncorroborated. Uncorro- uncorro- now I can't speak uncorroborated.
3: There's only a few thousand pl- people who've gone and read the messages and seen them. So yes, uncorroborated. Well, yeah, but
2: they're, they're pilots federation members, so they're special. Yeah, we're all special.
0: <laughs> so I've actually put the um, the link to all this this uh, treasure hunt all through. Uh, via Canon to on, in our, on our show notes, and if you want to see how people have um, how they uh, worked out what the ciphers were, there's plenty of it on the forums, especially with the the note about the uh, uh, the uh, the act asking for help on the third of February. So yes, Ashling <laughs> probably will pipe up again. Nice. Yes, you're completely
2: right. Um, now. I think we might be in for new emperor soon. But you reckon so. Well, the the only trouble is that reading. means they that means they have to redo all the power play stuff if we well, have a new emperor. The, Let's put a new image up there because yeah, she will take be over image. from Ashley Aisling, not Ashlings, uh, for Arissa's um power Please. play faction. So it won't be it won't be Arissa anymore, it'd be someone else, maybe who's <laughs> Who's that who's that other not Harold or Hadrian? Will it be Hadrian? I I don't know. Who,
0: who is the official in the next I in line? I don't
3: know. Who is the official next in line? Do we know?
0: Well, actually that's quite interesting because it should be um Ashling, <laughs> isn't it? Because because Arissa doesn't have any natural heirs. But the, um yeah. Can Emma Thompson play the Emperor, please? Well why?
3: Well, isn't Emma Thompson wasn't she the one they modelled the, um, Ash- uh, sorry, the Emperor's image on because is, uh, they've modelled haven't they celebrities to match their faces of the PowerPlay people? Oh, have they? Well, oh. you've got, you've got um, who's the guy who played the Terminator? Uh he's um
0: Arnold correct,
2: Rimmer. Right, right? Rimmer. Oh, I said
0: Arnold Arnold Arnold, Arnold Rimmer. <laughs> Rimmer. I think I missed that episode of Red Wolf. <laughs> I want your I want your yes, governor. Robert Patrick,
3: that's the guy. Robert yeah. Patrick, yeah. So if, if, if you if,
0: oh, if you
3: Google it, there's a um an image of all the power play people and the celebrities and actors and stuff like that who they are modeled on. So, uh, who's
2: Zamina Torvald, uh, the uh, Space Gran modeled on?
0: Uh, Dame Judy Dent, by any chance?
2: Could be, but she looks more severe than Jane. Jane Judy Jane. Dame.
1: Wow. Judy. <laughs> wow! I'm catching Colin here. <laughs> <laughs> this is amazing. I'm watching oh, I you all parents. break down oh, in know. real time.
0: It's your fault for the blooming <laughs> I'm just i just got going with my head.
1: Your job is on the brain. This is what this
0: is, <laughs> this, this is what you've done to me, psychic. It's not fair.
1: You are welcome, chat. It's all good.
2: Incidentally, uh, kind <laughs> of,
0: uh, Dame kind, jobby
2: of Dench. <laughs> kind of kind of a bit of trivia here. We, you, we keep mentioning Summerland, which is an imperial system, but where I live, there there used to be a place called Summerland, which burnt down in the early nineteen seventies. It was the Great Summerland disaster. So whenever I hear Summerland, I, all I think of this this kind of swimming complex that went up in flames.
0: <laughs> it's funny when I ever heard of Summerland, I always think of um, the Lone Wolf game books because that's that's where Lone Wolf was supposed to come from. <sighs> now, there's going back to the eighties. Hey, you,
3: Actually, go,
0: Colin. What? There you go. Oh right, so we've got a picture here of uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, we're right. Uh, Judy, De- uh, Judy 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 Dench is uh, Torval. Halle Berry is Winters. Where'd you get that from? Yeah, right. Well, tell you what, we'll put a, a link into that into the show notes just to, so everybody else can see what uh, what we're we're looking at because. Uh, man looking something up on the ra- on the on the internet is not good radio. So anyway, uh, moving on, and that was just last week. So February the fourth, now H- Hudson is now trying to remove the presidential time limit so that he doesn't need to. Now, is this so that he can re- get reelected again, or is it because he just wants
2: to do a Trump and
0: not?
3: But- well, I was going to say, doesn't he have Russian
2: ancestry? He's a dictator, so he
0: wants to become a
2: dictator. Then, yes. I mean, this is what they all do. You look at all the South American people, people like Hugo Chavez and all that lot. They all, they, they all start extending their term limits, uh, yeah, or abolishing them, so they can basically and then fiddling elections, so they can be there forever. And that is exactly what Hudson's doing. He just yes. wants to. He he's got a taste of power, and, and but the trouble is, um, someone said I can't remember who, but some famous author said politicians should be changed like nappies often for the same reason, <laughs> because they all get covered in poo after a while. If you think about it,
3: you know, when they have too many yeah, when politicians,
2: yeah, uh, when politicians are in power too long, they always get a bit. They always go a bit of doolally and like they, have but,
0: parties when
3: they shouldn't do and
0: things like
2: that yeah that
0: kind it, of stuff. yeah it didn't take our a lot to get uh stay in power that long before they started going to lally anyway back to back <laughs> back to to the fictional world um in addition on the seventh of February we've had the fall of ages. Um the organization continues to be closed down despite evidence to show that the Alexandria wasn't their fault. Um, although the the crew of the Alexandria have been honoured considering that they're um and awarded post uh <laughs> medals after death, which um yes, that's quite kind of a comfort for the poor captain that didn't make it. Uh, and finally, uh, today concerns have been raised over the Alliance serious pact. Um after the recent fallout of the Battle of Riot, which caused the serious corporation to question has caused the C- the serious Corporation to question its terms of its partnership with the Alliance. Um now the Alliance have actually reassured them that this will never happen again. What do you think that's gonna happen?
2: Tomorrow. hmm
0: Yeah. It's, I think this is one of the advantages of Leave being now independent in the old worlds. But um, the megaship moved to Leasty. I was half expecting everybody in Leasty to start kicking up a fuss there as well, but um, not this time. Uh, in other news, Operation Ida, they're uh, currently repairing the Can Relay in Evangelis. And the Anto-Xeno initiative has highlighted that there's now only seven systems which are dealing with a Thargoid incursion. Uh, their current priorities for this week are uh, Lembas in the Witch-Head Nebula, the Kulsak sector um, uh, VU-OB6-6, and Hakai in the Witch-Head Nebula. So if you still want to uh, kill a Thargoid or two, um, get them before the anti xeno initiative, to wipe them out for good. Uh, they do seem to be doing a good, good job there. Uh, and, yeah, I think it's that time for the week again.
1: Store alert!
0: And Welcome back. There was no store alert or newsletter. However, the Python polarity skins have appeared in the store. I don't know if those are new ones. They look new to me. I don't think I've seen them before. I don't
3: recall seeing them either. It it does look like they ran out of paint halfway through (laughs) though.
0: Mind you, they could be called the Doctor Who ones because if you put your Python into reverse, you have reversed the polarity. Uh, there's no
3: neutron flow there, is there, though?
0: Uh, well, it depends how the engines work.
3: Well, actually, there's no neutron flow there now, because they retconned it, so there never was.
0: What? How can you retcon reversing the polarity on the neutron flow? It's not true, they retcon anything. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you look through these, I mean, do they look quite nice? I mean I don't, it's, there's still Python stuff. I
3: preferred the re- I preferred the red one you had on screen a minute ago to the yellow one that's in the show notes.
0: Yeah.
1: Although
3: they do look a bit like um sorts, I suppose, in the way they have the sandwich of colours between the boring bit in the middle.
1: I wonder what they'd look like with like ship kits on and stuff. If that would make a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean it all depends on where the ship kit
1: yeah, changes
0: too, doesn't it? Because if then the nose section, that nose section would turn yellow, wouldn't it? And the spoiler would turn the different colour. I keep on meaning to actually, actually get a Python. It's the one ship I have never flown in Elite. What? Really?
1: Oh my God! You've not done a lot of BGS, then,
2: Colin. Python. How can you? How can you not have flown a Python?
0: Because basically, I went T seven and then Imperial Clipper. Ah.
3: Clipper's so much pants
0: compared to the Python. <laughs> Don't you dare dare Scotsman, that is just wrong. What you
3: prefer? Well, actually, actually, maybe he, maybe Colin thinks the
0: Python is a bigger adder. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just one of those things that pass me by. I, I just, uh, it, oh, I can't remember what ship I actually went to after the Clipper. Probably the T-9. Ah! <sighs>
3: No taste. The Python many years many years ago. When the I'm, I'm getting out,
0: here in the chat. But,
3: but many years ago, um, uh, the Python was the shit to have because it, it, it had
0: this. Yes, I remember because it, before it was the um, Asp Explorer. Because when an Asp Explorer turned up to a fight right, the, right at the beginning of the game, people started to get scared, and then all of a sudden, people could start to afford the Python, and when the Python then started turning up in um, in the CZs. Then, basically, Carnage was ensure, And I think it had to be rebalanced about three or four times. That was it. Actually, I I missed out the Python because uh, as soon as I could afford a Python, the Ferdelands had been released. and I but Not just... even
3: for the same thing?
0: No, I, I just took one look at the Ferdelands and went, that's the ship I want next. And... Basically, ground my T seven into the ground just to get one, and ah, uh, oh, I'm sorry, I flying the Furlands was so much fun.
3: I think you need to get a Python,
0: Colin. Oh no, I am intending to get one. It's just it's one of these anomalies that I never, um, I've I've not flown it yet.
2: Next, you'll be I... telling us you never flew a Cobra Mark three. Oh come on, you
0: know I've I flew a Cobra Mark three. It's, it's just. <laughs> i can't help it i it just it's just one of these things that pass me by
3: i mean functionally i think i'm right in saying the python has the largest capacity of any
0: ship that can use a medium landing pad yeah you're right yeah you are look i am this is not like the adder okay i do i actually quite like the look of the python i've heard good things about it i actually want to fly one it's just i haven't flown one yet it's not like the had a buy one
3: tonight. Come on, Ooh. buy one tonight. Buy one tonight. Go in the
0: game. No, because I've I've got a plan for my uh power play commander. My power play commander at the moment is working his way up to become ca- to to get a pilot because for the exact same reason that you said is that there's the largest capacity, cargo capacity ship that can land at a medium port. That's one I want. And I'm off um he's working his way up to get one. So Probably in a couple of weeks, I'll be flying a Python.
3: And, uh, and even more so, the interior looks like something that's from the 1970s. It looks like a 1970s
0: lounge. The <laughs> 90s it's like driving the Ford Capri all over again.
2: Capri gear, yes. I, I actually wrote an article about for Sagittarius I uh, about the comparing and contrasting the Python and the Crate Mark II. The article was called Snake Off. Um, but yeah it was uh the thing is the, the the python it isn't just it isn't merely the biggest ship that can fit on a medium pad it's also not such it's i mean it's not pvp but it's it's a reasonably good combat ship you can do a bit of everything in a python it's a good it's a good proper all-round you can take it on expedition yeah, know on, on exploration expedition you can do trade in it you can mine in it you can mission it's in it an you ideal can combat ship. in it
3: yeah it's an ideal passenger ship to do the rubigo
2: yep and you can do them all at once what i used to do with mine quite a lot is i'd have some passenger cabins some cargo good engineered guns on it and shields and i would take on combat passenger and cargo missions all at once I tend to drop off the passengers first because some of them get annoyed when you get into combat with them. But um, yeah, I do it. I'd, I'd, especially those annoying bases that are like 20,000 light seconds out from the star. So you want to try and be able to do as many missions as you can in one go because of the amount of time you have to spend in Super Cruise. But yeah, it's great ship. The I only
3: thing it. wrong with the Python is it needs a nose job from profile the nose is really ugly
1: that's not the only thing
2: i I don't think it's supposed to be a pretty ship it's it's um workmanlike let's say workmanlike yes it's 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 like a good tool you know the good tool isn't necessarily a thing of aesthetic beauty but it does its job supremely well
0: yeah because i must admit when i last thought about oh maybe now i should try the the python that's when the crate mark II came out and to go from a crate mark II down to a python i thought was always a was a step backwards now up to a python from a crate mark 2
2: the, the yeah the crate the crate mark II's more specialized it it can't quite it can't it isn't quite the all-rounder that python is
0: it's easier to land a python. Ah, but a python, python doesn't have a fighter bay,
2: does it? No, but ah, um, that's
0: why I wasn't interested because I I wanted to have a fighter on my ship at the time.
2: Well, yeah, the, the crate the crate's <laughs> great for the the crate's great as a combat ship. Um, funny enough, I never really liked the ferdelance that much or the Murder Lance as we used to call it. Um oh, but oh, I, I love that ship. It's it's a great looking ship, but it I always found it lacked some kind of I don't know it, it lacked something for me and I always preferred the crate, even though it, on paper the uh, is better.
1: It lacks a side uh, a center seat. Same with the Python. I hate the fact that the the view that you have is off center, especially with the Ferdalance, because you've got the big bar that comes across your screen and it just bugs me. Yeah,
2: that doesn't bother me. That much, um, I yeah, you know, I'm quite happy with that I, I actually quite like the position because the cockpit being at the back, it feels like you're on a yeah, you know, it feels like you're you, you you're you're out on a boat or something. It's quite nice being at the back there, <laughs> And
0: seeing
2: the, and the seeing the and seeing the nose, yeah, the so seeing good. the nose ahead of you. Uh, and that, that's also why I quite quite like things like the Anaconda and Corvette because you can see your ship ahead of you, yeah, you know, the bow of your ship, and it's it's.
3: Circle uh, forty two has given the suggestion of the week so far. Oh, <laughs> oh come on! I, just, I, say, I haven't said <laughs> I don't want to adder. fly the Python,
0: right? I I do want to fly the Python. Um, it's not like I said. It's not like I, I I've flown the adder and hated the adder. Um, I want to fly the Python. i have just, just got to get round to it give me a chance. It's just one of those weird things. Just
3: (laughs) just buy one, fly it around the station, and then sell it again, and you can still say you've flown it. Yeah, but I want to use it. If
0: you buy a ship to use it, you don't buy
3: a ship just to fly it. Well, people go on test drives for cars with no intention of buying them. (laughs)
0: Listen, um, when I fly the the Python for the first time on the PowerPlay Commander, I'll make sure that it'll go in a top shift, so there, that that should keep people happy. You Do it in your Jeremy Clarkson voice as well. The <laughs> Jeremy Clarkson voice. I don't have a Jeremy Clarkson voice. <laughs> I'm quite thankful I don't, to be honest.
3: Anyway, um... and you've got to call, and you and you can't call it a CD in the cockpit. You have to call it a slot jobby. Put in.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's let's leave that Draw a line under it And let's take a break Before we come back with our main topic
5: Are you thinking of suing over Missile Python Protection Insurance Had an accident in an airlock Or slipped in a space station cargo bay And thinking of suing for compensation Well don't I tried to take my ship commander to court For making fertiliser out of my crewmates Legal fees have left me with nothing And now I'm hungry All the time at Watt & we take small print very seriously. We have a massive team of lawyers just waiting to block your case and ramp up your legal costs.
1: I wanted a simple no-win-no-fee arrangement. My case got blown out of the water by Watt Britney, and now I have to rent out my arse for hydrogen
5: fuel. At Watt & we have a saying, if you don't want a beating, stay out of our court. I
3: was savaged by a wild creature whilst fixing a vending machine.
5: Can't I claim compensation? No, you can't. Because we have a massive team of lawyers and you're just someone who works for a living. What in Britney? Don't even think about it.
6: 4. Go to FuelRats.org and click Get Help. 5. Stay calm, hold your breath, and let our seasoned professionals do what they do best.
5: The Fuel Rats. We have fuel, you don't. Any questions? Have you been missold PPI? Python Protection Insurance was missold if you didn't want it, ask for it, or need it.
6: I was missold Python Protection Insurance, and I got a claim worth
5: 3,000 credits. At Cowell & McGrath, we are ready to pursue claims for pilots who were sold PPI, even though they didn't have an escape pod. When my partnership ship was destroyed, the insurance became invalid. I settled out of court for enough credits to restart my narcotics and weapons shipping business. Millions have been missold Python protection insurance they can never claim simply because they don't have an escape pod. Why should you pay for not reading the small print?
6: My husband was missold PPI. As a result of our claim, we now own Jupiter.
5: Carolyn McGrath, turning your carelessness into profitable lawsuits. <laughs>
0: welcome back thanks for the python protection insurance i don't <laughs> don't think we could have managed it without it um so yeah for our main subject this week uh, i'm going to actually hand over to mac on this one uh because it was something we if that was discussed in our uh in our discord which i thought uh, we all thought had a bit of legs so um mac
2: yeah odyssey legs yeah.
0: Odyssey
5: legs, yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we
2: had happen. a. I I had a quite long discussion mainly with Ben on this. And it was like the the idea if if Odyssey wasn't space legs, what would you make it? That there, there is, there's certainly some controversy. I mean we've always in, in the run-up to Odyssey, you know, or or even before that, we you know, there's always been the community clamour for space legs and all that kind of stuff. And not necessarily everybody has wanted space legs i mean now firstly i'll qualify this i enjoy the odyssey content for what it is but for me personally i would have preferred if odyssey had been an expansion on the kind of flying a spaceship type of mechanics rather than uh, running around and shooting at stuff on foot so, anyway, um, the, the debate about this was, was basically because back in the Kickstarter frontier always said, well, we one thing we're going to do is have it so you can get out your spaceship and walk around. So, it was kind of a, um, I hate to call them promises, but the it was kind of one of the things they said they were going to do, amongst lots of things they said they were going to do, back in the original Kickstarter, way back in, what, 2014? I can't remember 12. a long time ago 2012 yeah T- 10 years ago now 10 yeah. years oh
0: god yeah, but yeah it will be
2: 10 years uh when when did 10 years november i think it was about november it kickstarter kickstarted um but yeah so that that was what that was one of the things they said so it was like well they had to do it because they said they were going to do it well yeah my argument about this was um yeah, they probably should do it, and I, you know, I fully support them do, doing space legs. But I thought it should have come secondary to deepening the space game. Now, a kind of, I hate, I hate this phrase, the the whole mile wide and inch deep thing. They could have. I always like to remind people when they go on about a mile wide and inch deep. If it's if it's assuming it's a it's a three dimensional space, it's a square. Yeah, you know, a square that's a mile wide on each side an inch deep it's actually the volume of 26 olympic sized swimming pools so there's there's actually quite a lot of volume there but yeah i was, I was my argument was i'd have preferred to have seen the space game deepened and some of the kind of almost placeholdery stuff to to be expanded upon uh, more so than all the space leg stuff um, I was also talking this week with Souverine, formerly of this parish, who some of you might remember, who, well, hopefully everybody remembers because it wasn't that long ago. But um, he, he, I, I think he came up with a very good point that Odyssey was simultaneously not ambitious enough and too ambitious. Um, so in some way, it's some, part, some aspects of it, it ended up being... They sort of shot themselves in the foot with the, you know the amount of changes they made to the game engine, for instance, and the, all the optimization that's still outstanding. In other ways, it didn't. You know, the, if if you look at like the missions, for instance, there. One thing I know. One thing I'll say about the the whole thing with missions is, ignoring the BGS for a moment, which of course gives us some depth because it gives you know it gives players some agency, etc., cetera, et cetera. If you if you just look at the mechanics of the missions on their own in isolation. The kind of what used to be in Frontier First Encounters back in the when did FFE come out? 1994 or something. And so by now we should have a mission system that's perhaps a bit deeper than that. Yeah, you know, perhaps has some NPC because you could do you could do things like implement NPC persistence through procedural generation. So you could procedurally generate. A more persistent NPC with roots and decision points and what have you, and and so there was a there was a bit of a there was a bit of a debate about this. You know, should we have should Odyssey have been space legs at all? Now, of course, there's probably people saying, yeah, absolutely, should be space legs. Um, they promised, and yeah, but I don't know. I think I personally think there's a bit of a, a missed opportunity for improving for for making the space the spaceship game, which after all is the core which has always been the core of elite since since it started in nineteen eighty four um that could have been made deeper so and yeah and there's all sorts of aspects you could make it deeper, for instance, like we could we could have had um more on the planet side of of things so more more exploration stuff more things to go and see and poke at like you know with, Back in Fr- Frontier First Encounters, you could actually go through things like the the atmospheres of gas giants. Of course, it was n- early 90s graphics, so today it's not anything to write home about. But with today's graphical capabilities, that could be something quite breathtaking. Um, things like improved volcanism, where you actually have proper volcanoes, with flowing lava and all this kind of stuff. Atmospheres with weather. um more player agency in the in the actual you know the missioning system that that kind of thing so that that was that was kind of the that was kind of a lot of the discussion and also joining up some features um you may re- some people may remember obsidian ants probably i don't know some 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 time about when horizons had been out for a year or so um and there was another player revolt about this that and the other you know probably engineering again that yeah people saying, Oh, there's no content in leap and he he was saying, Well, there's tons of content, but the problem is it's not very you know a lot of it's not joined up
0: yeah, and it's That's... not signposted very well
2: either, yeah, so like his his thing was saying, yeah like if you find a guy, if you just you know you're flying around you fire find a signal source in a planet, you land and there's an occupied escape pod, you could have gameplay like the guy says, Oh, thank you for rescuing me this guy." This, you know, this this organization went to kill me. So then you go and investigate that, and it it, it sort of makes a whole chain. You know, it makes a mini a mini sort of procedurally generated storyline that you follow. Yeah, um,
0: I I, th- I think the the one. I mean, I'm not trying to shoot any of these ideas down because basically they are good ideas, and we'd like to see them in them. It's just whenever anyone says all oh, these mis- uh, missions can be procedurally generated. Um, I, it just takes me back to what Alan was telling me about this experience from Phoenix Point, where the plot is um, procedurally generated as you go along, and he said it was an absolute nightmare to write and code.
2: Oh, for sure, it's 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 not easy. I mean, it's it's it is challenging. In fact, I mean, all, all the what what Elite Dangerous is trying to do is you can't underestimate the size of the challenge of trying to create a a sort of you know a a, a bit of a a simulation of what life would be like in thirty three oh eight you know it it's it's quite it's it's a big you know it's a big ask. And you only have to look at um the the other space games, Star Citizen or one of the other space games, and see, you know, for for what they want to do they're going to end up with apparently a massive 1,700 staff, which is, it's just phenomenal amounts of people for one game. Uh, so Frontier don't have quite those resources available to them. And so it is a big, it is a big, all these things are a big ask, but then again, um, I think that, I mean, there are, it's, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm sort of tripping over my words here, but yeah, it's, it's, I think there 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 are lots of you don't necessarily have to create a whole procedurally generated storyline. Um but certainly you could make things like NPCs, you could you could implement more persistence with NPCs. So you could have some dread pirate who's terrorizing the place and you've got instead of just you getting a contract to go after this guy, like loads of people have a contract to get so not, not everybody's gonna win, um, but you you could have the, you you but because you've now got the shared goal that's out there you've got some, you've got a bit of competition and you 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 got to follow this guy through you know as he as he flies around and terrorizes people and and using a procedurally generated system you can you can add a bit more persistence to NPCs like this rather than having them all just generated on the on the client as you jump into a system uh other other systems that might make so the BGS a bit deeper would be to again have the put a bit more procedural generation into the um the NPCs you see flying around the system so they're all carrying actual cargoes that are in demand by the system and so if a number of players wanted to blockade a particular faction and starve them of a particular resource they could go hunting particular traders carrying Whatever Dead it mines. is, yeah. um, because you'd have a bit, and and it, it would it would it would instead of you know because usually what happens you jump into a system it's completely empty then you start seeing NPCs pop up because they're being generated as you arrive. Um sort of pseudo randomly, but instead of having them so when you jump in they're already there they already you know because <clears throat> we're all time that's the reason why we we all time sync by the way, so we all what the we're all we're all telling this we're all we're all time synchronized so we get the same you know if we go if we drop into a, a gas giant ring, we all see the same asteroids in the same place, yeah that kind of thing but um sort of that th- 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 i think there's there's quite a lot that could have been done to make the you know make the whole space sim part of it deeper and more you know so sort of more feeling like it's it's not just popping into existence because you happen to come along right. but it was there all you know to give the give more of the illusion that it'd been there all along right and,
0: i'm going inter- to inter- interrupt you just there yes and bring shan in <laughs> i know shan uh feel free
3: well, I kind of listened to what Alec was saying, really, but uh, the, the, in the show notes, you've got what would you make of it if it wasn't the space legs, and you've got things like more planetary variety, gas giants, volcanism, atmospheres, and, and things like that, and I would argue mm. that that's not actually expansion material. I would say that's core game material that should be in there by default. I mean, one of the things that people mentioned about is uh, comets and accretion disks around black holes and stuff like that. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't want those features to cost me 30 quid or whatever Odyssey was, if you see what I mean. Um, I do wish, though, that they had moved away from the FPS 2005-style Shooting game and made it something more akin to, um, for, a, for a better for a better name, cyberpunk. I know it couldn't ever be that because of size and complexity, but the, definitely I think needs to see more depth and variation in the on foot side of things and player agency. You mentioned earlier on about the um, kidnapped emperor. We have to have more player agency in this because. Yes, one of the good things about Elite is uh, you are a worm. You're, you're not important. You're not a Han Solo. You're not a Luke Skywalker. You're not even a Buck Rogers. You know, you're just a nobody trying to find their own way in a vicious, violent galaxy. And that is perfect, as in my view for a space sim. So I don't want player agency as in making you the hero, but I want to, make, I want to feel like in the particular sphere that I'm in, I'm making a difference.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's the one thing that I do like about the BGS as it is at the moment, is that, okay, um, my contribution is actually probably very minuscule to to, to what's happening around Lave Station, but I am making a contribution and a lot of the those contributions add up. And when, for instance, Lave Station did go independent, I did have a little bit of, of sense of achievement that I managed to do that. With help from friends, I helped with that. I didn't do it personally. It wasn't like um, you know, as you said, with no Luke Skywalker didn't blow up a Death Star to save Leia. It was just a lot of people working together to achieve that goal, and that sense of community really does, I think, add something to the game. And sorry, you're talking about stuff adding to
3: Odyssey. I would want a mechanic by which that. Put that um, effort, if you like, is realised some way in game because most of the fun that came from the free lab and the whole thing that went on um, a couple of years ago now. Quite the a fun, way. yeah, the, the
2: fun the, the ADC,
3: the, the um, the the community side of it—the feeling you're part of something bigger and joining in and meeting people and stuff like that—that's that's perfect. That's exactly how it should be, but that was reflected in. Discord in forums, that was reflected more in out-of-game ways than it ever was in-game. And I would want to see it referenced in-game more somehow, rather than having to rely on out-of-game stuff. Yeah. I mean, think that's, that's... What do you mean?
1: Just to, gotcha. just to clarify that. Sorry. Or um, if you want to see it referenced in-game, how? How would you like to see it referenced in-game?
3: For example, um, you choose a decor on your ship, or you have a paint job. On your ship or you have you have some way of identifying i'm part of this faction i'm part of this effort and you have a place where you can hang around and meet chat and do all the stuff and the planning that people did and discord that could have been done in game what you mean better chat room
0: not necessarily you,
3: chat yeah, room right just well, a
0: way of communication go. that's how people communicate over this game isn't it without That's the only way that you can communicate.
3: Other games do a different way, but you you can see what I'm driving at, though. You're not just say, let's all meet on Discord and plot the next move. Yes, that's valid, but it just takes you out of the game. It's an out-of-game tool to do something that should be useful in-game, and I would want to see that
0: expanded upon as part of Odyssey. Um, Yeah, there's always the carrier-ready room that will be coming in Update 11.
1: sort of like a sticky note in like the squadron chat or something like that.
0: Like a message of the day
3: sort of thing.
1: Yeah.
3: I thought we already had yeah. one, actually.
1: Yeah, we do already have
3: one. Well, the thing is, how about being able to join, join even one more, join one more squadron, not just one. So therefore you could have, you could join a squadron just for the purpose of arranging the defense of your faction or something.
1: As, yeah, and you wouldn't lose... They said
0: there was a
3: technical limitation to stop that, didn't they?
1: Something like that, yeah.
3: Yeah, which is a bit of a Pain in the bum.
0: Yeah.
3: Well, they, to be fair, they said there's technical limitations for lots of things I've been able to do. But anyway, that's it,
0: by the way. Yeah, I mean, that came from Nopelius. So um, the fact that you've got the ready room. I mean, that's, that's going to be somewhere we, I suppose we could all certainly meet up.
2: <laughs> I, I'm just going to go there because it's, it's somewhere I can, since I can't actually, because we don't have ship interiors, I can't bask on my cutter. I can at least bask in my fleet carrier.
3: Yeah. But how many people are going to fit in a,
0: in a, ready, in a ready room?
1: Challenge oh. accepted.
0: <laughs> <laughs> how many people can fit in a ready room? Right.
1: Um, well, hang
0: on. Isn't it just related to you and your crew, though? Haven't they said that it's, it's only you and anybody you've got on your team? Stroke? I didn't think Wait. so. Or is there anybody in your faction?
1: <laughs> I, I imagine there may be possibly some settings that you would be able to set on your fleet carrier to um, define that.
3: Well, how many people can fit in the in, in a spatial interior? In a, in a, a
2: probably region. probably the instance. the in station in it, really.
3: interior. Yeah. So if you if we went into late stations, bar area, how many of us could go in there without I, getting into another instance and not seeing each other?
2: You, usually, instancing starts to fall apart when you get to about sixteen players we had certainly on ex on expeditions when we've been on the surface but that was the last expedition i did was in, was in horizon so we, we have not tested that in odyssey
0: well i, I i've seen the live streams on the Burr pit and also you know elite live streams where they've had more than 16 17 people running around the concourse but um, i think that's something maybe we need to try we need to do a leave station um Virtual meetup to see how many people we can get on a concourse.
3: Because presumably that would be the same number mm. as inside a carrier, although um, Elvis Cremen seems to imply it's
0: whoever's in your team that can get in the ready room. Yeah, and that's what I thought it was. But um, we'll, we'll just have to wait and see who is uh, what's actually coming because uh, I can't remember now. It's been that long since I've seen a live stream. So, I mean, as far as the more player agency in the sim, um, does this mean that you'd be interested in, in, you know, groups setting their own, I don't know, mini CGs and things like that?
2: Well, I, th- I think you, you, what you could because we've got one thing with the BGS, uh, which I think is an opportunity that should be exploited. Is there's still a lot of systems in the bubble which are completely uninhabited and one thing that would certainly allow players to come together to leave their mark on the galaxy is if you could get your chosen faction to expand and build a new station in a completely uninhabited system and that would that would be something you could spawn a mini CG uh, the, the kind of like the the, the the, the wing missions for delivering cargo, they're kind of like m- almost like mini cargo c- CGs right now, but you could do that kind of thing only sort of bigger and have it result in, you know, so you, you don't just collect one thing. You collect all the stuff you need for a station and your chosen faction actually builds a new station in, in an uninhabited system. Mm-hmm. And as a reward for being the builder. Uh, a, bit, a bit like in your home you can't be retreated from your home your your home system and you could have like, you could have it similar. You can't be retreated or kicked out of the station you built. So it becomes a, they become a more secure, you know, rather than the random stations you take over by invasion, these become more secure like homes for your faction.
0: Yeah. You know what I was actually really disappointed about Odyssey was, um, I got my hopes up over the leak where it said it would include base building.
2: Yes, because, in yeah, yes
0: in the meta tags in the meta tag the leak happened and um, we thought there was a lot to it because uh, basically as soon as that leak came out the CM's which was I think it was a, at a um, a Hutton orbital meet uh, they just disappeared because it, it was a panicked call um, it was
3: fantastic on wasn't
0: it no it wasn't fantastic on because it was in Manchester Um yeah, it was, it was an elite meet, and um, what really got me excited was that I was playing a game called Planet Base at the time, and you could just imagine you you could actually set up your own little not not planetary, well you could probably upgrade to a big planetary port, but the, you know the the outpost side of things where you could uh, you know, build put on your own solar arrays to you, to your power building and all that kind of stuff. And then I thought, well, wouldn't it be good if you could only just have one economy for that base? So that means you'd have to link up with other players close by with different economies so you could trade and actually have a little network of of players working together so that they could build their own kind of player economy.
2: There was an old web-based game like that called Hyperiums where you had like a planet with certain exports and imports, and you had to establish trade links with other players to be able to do your thing. Yeah, I it mean, it's quite the, good fun. We played it for a while, yeah, but that was a... you, get,
0: you get quite a few of these kind of those games, like mobile games at the moment. So, you know, you make your alliances with other players, and you also have to defend your other, you know, your closest trading partners as well. Um, back to you, Shen. <laughs> I, when I heard the rumor about the base building,
3: I, I wasn't as excited as you were. Um, yeah. The reason was because I immediately leaped into, "Well, how is that going to work, and what's the benefit point?" Because I could just see in some of the popular systems, mm-hmm. all the fleet carriers you have now infesting them would now be bases on the planet, and all you would and they would be fixed; they couldn't move. And I, I just didn't see what benefit they would bring other than be able to do the showing off to say, look what I brought. And then you would then also have the same issues people had with fleet carriers in that you'd have to pay maintenance fee to keep them active. So I was never a great fan of the idea of base building um, for that reason. The other thing that sprung to mind regarding um, base building was in – okay, so I can only have one base. How, what happens if I get bored or want to go somewhere else? I can't move it around like a pre-carrier. Uh, so, yeah, I just don't think it would ever have worked. But it was an interesting theory, I suppose.
0: It's, it's just, I mean, it's not like the No Man's Sky base. I didn't have the idea of the No Man's Sky base building because that is effectively just building Creating buildings brick by brick. This this was more like sort of base management than the actual, the actual bu- uh, building. It's I don't know. It's just I'd, the idea of working with the players to build up uh, a little section of space away from the bubble. You know, just like Colon- when Colonia started. Imagine what it'd been like if someone said, "All right, okay, we're allowed to put up one base each, and there's only allowed a certain number of bases on per planet." So that way that which people would kind of ev- create a network in order to create a new mini bubble, but it would be a player run mini bubble. I, I thought that would be a good meta to uh, for people uh, for people That's to
5: kind
3: of what in. we have the carrier stuff, don't we?
0: we have that now almost. Well, yes and no because we don't have any production facilities. You know, we don't have a a module on your carrier to to create industrial goods or or um obviously uh high tech goods or food for instance you don't have a garden carrier so obviously other carry- other other bases will require re- will require food so one um someone else sets up a food base but they're obviously going to need stuff like bio bio waste and things like that so but then they're able to export food to all the other bases. And those other bases are going to rely on that one. So if someone comes along and manages to blockade the food one, then everyone else is going to have to defend it. It's it's just it was it's just I thought uh, a way to add something extra to the game instead of BGS or power play. But one of the things I think we definitely is missing is
3: being able to EVA. And repair your ship and whatever it is via an EVA inner space suit. I think that's that's missing. And we all, we've talked to other things you know, they've done on foot, like the science lab and and all sorts of stuff. So yeah, I, I think I think what Souverine said about being not ambitious but at the same time too ambitious
0: is a fair summary. I feel we had another discussion point here. I mean, this is. I, th- I think we've been over the Cobra Mark IV thing before, but the other question we wanted to ask is, if the Cobra Mark IV was exclusive for Horizons and for legal reasons it can't be released, if Frontier could get away with a Cobra Mark IV A, what should the specs on that be? It
2: should be Canadian.
0: A Canadian Mark IV.
2: Well, a Cobra Mark IV A.
0: Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry. A <laughs> so Canadian Mark IV. <laughs> a Canadian
2: Mark IV. <laughs> it's the Canadian version of the Cobra Mark 4
3: Yeah um, Obviously Why are people to... so obsessed with the Cobra Mark
0: 4? It's crap oh, You and I agree on this one It's
1: this is the, the... Um,
2: It's because people
0: can't have exclusivity
1: of it Yeah, and because people can't have it, they want it very badly
2: There is an absolutely superb video In fact, I put it in the, the thing about The um, The mostly clueless, I think that. Or maybe I didn't. There, there is a, um, there is, there was a video made for Control Out Space, the the 2017 uh, sort of what we used to call the debug camera, but it's now called the vanity camera. There was a, there was a competition to make a a short elite dangerous film, and somebody, let me just look it up. Um, did 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 one on the Carbonite Three, which I think should have won, and he does mention the Carbon Mark Four, and I, I think it's just actually brilliant the way he's done it. I would. I would um I think what?
0: I think you've posted that one before so
2: yeah I've po- I posted it to the the channel I think it's com- it's Culver Mats 3 by Commander Bomman B O M O N um and if you've not seen it it really it's a, absolutely brilliant it's it's only 3 minutes 18 seconds it's worth watching and in my opinion it shouldn't have won it didn't even place I think he was robbed yeah but, but it mentions because he couldn't get the Cobra out of four, but he could do the footage through multi-crew. So, and he works all this into the the lyrics of the song. So, yeah, I, and it's very clever, very well put together. I should actually just drop the link into into Twitch so people can know what I'm know what I'm on about. Um, yeah. But yes, it's it's I I th- yeah, it's the exclusivity of it everybody's upset well i'm not sure people are really obsessed by the cobra mark 4 but i think the oh, if there's any obsession are. if they there's are. any obsession it's because they can't have it people get obsessed over stuff they can't yeah
0: have. The, there are people on the xbox uh, and especially on the playstation uh versions who are incredibly salty about the fact that they can't have the cobra mark 4 yeah i would though- they're constantly I am constantly telling them that actually it's the only time in existence where it's pay to lose. So
3: Yeah, I mean if it was me, because of all the because of all the fuss about it, I, I would change the specs of the code mark four to jump as far as an asp, have the same heating power as a fertile ant, and be as fast as an Imperial Courier with three hundred tons of cargo.
2: That would be so <laughs> and just, op,
3: <laughs> and just watch of salt fly. Yeah, it wouldn't. That would be op because only the special people would be able to
0: get one. Yeah, you
2: know, I I can get a cover Mark th- for, but I don't have. I never flown one.
0: Yeah. Um. Oh, there you go. Go after. Go after Mac. He's never. He, he can fly a cover Mark IV, but won't. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but you can and don't.
2: That's, that's worse. worth. But well, actually, one thing I will, one very big <laughs> thing I'll say for for Odyssey is it's made the small ships really useful again. Um, my whenever I'm doing, whenever I get the, whenever I get the the bug for doing like some ground based petty crime, you know, sort of running around bases and stealing stuff without being caught, which doesn't always go very well. I tend to use my imperial courier and i've not basically i've not used my imperial courier this much in forever but it's just yeah. such a great ship for for doing like odyssey ground-based stuff because you nip it you know and when it all goes pear-shaped you can run away very very quickly yeah it's it's, it's a very good brave sir robin ship
3: yeah
0: i'm saying uh, i used to Cobra mark three yeah i'm done yeah. with uh, with paul archer and shan here Cobra mark three is now my go-to odyssey ship Exactly. Maybe the, maybe with my ASP Explorer as well, but um, anything bigger than that, I just I don't know. I don't know whether is it's, I can't be bothered to run the length of the ship in order to get <laughs> to get in. Yeah. The That's the mitigating
1: factor. Isn't
3: it? The Python is also epic for doing that in as well, Colin. It's
0: completely <laughs> epic. <laughs> I mean, obviously, this this Cobra Mark Four A, if you like, would have to be a small ship. Do you think it should be bigger or smaller than the existing Cobra Mark III? Well, the Cobra Mark IV, which strikes me a bit of
3: a the Cobra SUV, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's because you know when you see you see some cars and they're basically the same as the saloon or hatchback, but they've just been pumped up and made it made a bit taller and fatter,
1: I and think- that.
2: I think it's more of the estate car. I think I think the car from Mark III is like a Ford Sierra, and the Mark IV is like a Ford Sierra so Estate.
3: Volvo Estate is what it is. And if Don't you mind. ever,
2: if you ever driven a uh, uh, the, the, like like the difference between a Sierra Sapphire and the Estate, the Estate, it's really easy to slide the back out in a Sierra Estate compared to the normal car. It's got, you know, it's... It,
0: Mac, uh, I have it, to it, point it, out, the <laughs> Sierras haven't been on the road for 20 years.
2: Well, they haven't, but they... It was the, it was the old...
0: That. They
3: were replaced by the Mondeo, weren't they? Yeah, that
2: was the Mondeo came out in the early 90s. But the thing is, the Sierra was <laughs> one, like one of the last cars that was like a normal car. You just, a normal car that, like, you might get as a higher car, that was rear-wheel drive. And that made it interesting in the wet. And the estate was particularly interesting in the wet. And that, that kind of reminds me of the difference between the yeah the Cobra Mark III slides a bit, but the Mark IV apparently is slower and even slidier. So it's if like you're a talking about ancient estate. Cars,
3: if you're talking about ancient cars. Oh, no. The, Mark, the Cobra Mark IV is the Ford Granada
2: estate <laughs> with the bug <laughs> it's eyes. even better. <laughs> Probably because that was rear-wheel drive as well.
0: Oh no! Now he's back to the the nineteen seventies, Sweeney, aren't you? We've gone back to the nineteen seventies oh, again. Oh, the Do you remember the the last Grenada they did had the
1: horrible bug oh, eye?
2: Yeah, the the wide mouth frog Grenada, or the Scorpio, it got called. Yeah, yeah. There's there's actually one down the road from me. Uh, I see parts in the street quite a lot. I I'm, I can't believe I'm about to say this, but I think that's a bit before my time. <laughs> no, it's not. No, this is, oh, this is a late '90s card. The the wide mouth frog growder or Scorpio, as it become become called. Oh, I can't.
0: Re- I, I'm now having trouble remembering the names. I mean, it's a long
2: time <laughs> ago, but I mean, it's. I said yeah, it's it's, it's
0: re- so it's, much it's, for forum dads. We've now got a forum granddads.
2: It's it's recent enough that I, I said there's there's one park down the street from me, so you do still see him.
0: Oh God, that looks awful. Yeah, anyway, <laughs> so the Cobra Mark 4A, brackets, are the Canadian version. <laughs> um, yeah, I think they could get away with doing a Cobra Mark 4 um, i I'd say there's, I don't think anybody who's got a Cobra Mark 4 would begrudge them having access
2: to a Cobra Mark 4A. Perhaps somebody's bound to complain.
0: Oh yeah, someone is bound to. But I think the vast majority of of us players. In fact, actually, we will. <laughs> we we could put a a, um, a poll up somewhere to say, "Listen, are you really fussed if other people have the Cobra mark IV? <laughs> it's it's been six years. Are you sure? <laughs>
2: It's a Cobra for the only exclusive ship. Or was there? A, yes. Uh, yeah.
0: This is this the only exclusive ship because they have they've said that they will never do that again because of the the grief that they've had over the fact <laughs> that nobody else. So can have
3: what four. about the unique paint skins then? What about like the original lavecon paint skins? Are people salty? Oh, you've got a lavecon paint skin and I haven't. All. Oh,
2: Doesn't someone no. have a cow paint skin?
0: Yes, yeah, yeah, cow, cow that was- has the only cow uh, skin for the uh, for the T9
2: if you think of that that's quite a privilege because that cow skin is loaded into every copy of the game everywhere on the planet but only one person can actually apply it to a ship
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's why it cost a lot and that's why um um a lot of the people contributed uh, to get it because of the contributions that cow did to for both Lave radio and the Hutt and truckers yeah um, it raised a lot of money for special, uh, for special effect.
2: So, so well-deserved, then. Yes,
0: I, th- I think it was. Anyway, um, we shall move on to the community corner. Um, first of all, because uh, the Buckyball Racing Club Magic 8-Ball Championship has arrived. This coming Saturday on the 12th of February, 3308, um, they're sending you back to Pearco, is that right? Pareco. Pareco, Right. Everyone else take a drink. <laughs> the race, courtesy of Commander Mal for the win. Oh, he sounds familiar. Um, will be a rerun of the three, 5 classic full throttle to Pareco, and will run from the twelfth to the 20th of february inclusive. Uh full details of the race can be found uh in the forum. we will put a link in the show notes for people to to have a go at that. I am going I'm going to have a go and everyone will be able to last laugh as I get the wooden spoon of the slowest. Maybe I should do that in a python. I think you should do it in adder. Oh no, I'll do it in my cobra mark IV cuz I can. <laughs> or is that just too salty?
3: They should have a middle finger paint job for that, shouldn't
0: they? <laughs> all of a sudden I'm thinking uh, Vox Machina again. <laughs> Don't know why.
1: The rules anyway. in are incredibly complex.
0: <laughs> um, we'd just like to thank uh Paul Deckards, Commander Audox Adocious, Stosh M F P V for uh Oh, and also Commander Nails, Alexandra Corbin, Tweet74 and the Rise of Trigg uh, for making some nice comments on, on our YouTube channel over the last couple of weeks. It's, it's nice to actually get some uh, uh, some warm fuzzies. And um, mostly clueless, we have a hint from Commander Nopelius. See, and have I got that right? I hope so. <laughs> um. Some examples of cheap but capable starter ship builds. He, he suggested we don't aim for the big three just yet. You just start with the current ship. We've got um, Ben's multi-role sidey, which we'll put a link in the show notes. Uh, there's also Ben's, a, Ben's A-rated eagle. And um, the Sagittarius Eye podcast in issue 31 has an in-depth article on the Sidewinder, I think, uh, December 2020, and also in the same podca- pack podcast, God's truth, what is wrong with me today, um, there's a an article about the, the Quantrine Cup races, Eagles versus Vipers. Do you remember that, Mac?
2: Yes, I, I. It was one of my articles the it, the, uh, the Sidewinder one. I can't remember who wrote wrote the Quarantine Cup races, but um, it was it was the same episode. But yeah, the I, I really enjoyed doing the Sidewinder one because I actually went and got to, to research it. I got a Sidewinder and engineered the heck out of it, and um, including going to Desiat. I'm never sure whether it's Desiat or Dekiat. It's, you say tomato, I say tomato. Uh, And um, had people, people tried to, just out the blue, tried to gank me in it. Uh, And my first trip to, my first trip to Farsia, it wasn't engineered. And I sort of had the life expectancy of, of, you know, like uh, insect larva above a pond full of frogs. The second time I came in, I did have the, if you get the, enhanced performance thrusters and then get them like grade 5 dirty drives the sidewinder is actually pretty speedy and i had there was one of the i won't i won't call him a ganker but one of the, the well-known PvPers commander neotantrix went after me and he couldn't even get he basically couldn't even take a ring of shields off me cuz i was just it's just too too small and too quick and I actually had a I had a lot of fun researching that article because I went and took it. I, I took the Sidewinder out into conflict zones and I did some bounty hunting here there. You all, the, all the sort of usual things. It all came from if you if you look in the old Frontier First Encounters manual, in the back they had like this used ship salesman's guide to ships, uh with this character they invented called Big Bob Isaacati, who was like the ship salesman and he always had some pithy comments about every ship and he described he described the sidewinder as a cruel machine i think you know it, was, it because back in the day it was you know relatively more powerful than in today's sort of engineered world so i thought I'd, I'd test this is it is it really still this cruel machine and uh spoiler alert my conclusion was yes it is a cruel machine because The the target of of the sidewinder suffers a very slow and very humiliating death. (laughs) So yeah, I I had a lot of fun with it. It's worth if if you've not flown a sidewinder in a while, it's worth getting one. Engineering just engineering the crap out of it, and then go fly it around and have some fun with it. It's as I said, it's slow to kill anything, but it's good fun. Cool.
0: Um, right moving on to any other business um, I do believe you've got something you want to bring up
1: Game Blast is coming up Um, Game Blast is the weekend of gaming for special effects Mm -hmm. Um, I am doing something on the Sunday evening um, ending in a quiz but it will probably start early but we're doing a quiz on the Sunday evening which is the 27th the 27th of february but special effect game blast good times raising money for charity hopefully
0: yeah because we've got the frontier special special effect meetup on the 25th
1: yeah that's yeah that's on the friday and then i'll be back and doing that god knows why why (laughs) but yeah we're doing that
0: yeah so um looking forward to that for 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 quite a while um right uh, I think that brings us almost to the end of the show, so I'll do our usual shout-outs. Um so obviously our sister station, Hutton Orbital Radio, it broadcasts on a Thursday at half eight. You can tune in at twitch TV slash hutton orbital truckers, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander that likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at discord.me slash elite dangerous cQC. Um we're also giving shout-outs to the following Elite Dangerous podcasts. So there's allegrab AM, Black Sky Legion, Cannon podcast, uh, the Spanish speakers have the cast. Uh there's the Fatherhood podcast, uh, obviously Flight Assist, uh, there's a Guard Frequency, and uh, congratulations to Commander Chig of the Loose Screws uh, podcast. He managed to get um, six times elite. Is it sextuple elite? Um... <laughs> uh, After finally completing CQC Elite, he's one of, according to Inara, he's one of only six people who've managed to get six Elites. So congratulations. Um, And we've got Squeaking Fuel and System Chat. Uh, And if you want a literary discussion about sci-fi and fantasy books, then there's the Data Slate podcast, which was created by Station Commander Alan Stroud. Now, following this, we have the latest Galnet News Digest, as provided by Commander Witherspoon and Commander Beetlejude, coming up next. Uh, And we'd like to thank everyone who's chipped in on the Twitch chat and the in-game commanders, and everybody who's helped me with my pronunciation tonight.
2: Yes, in-game commanders, we—I have on me with Lave Station Commander Quo and Commander Nails, two outstandingly handsome people.
0: <laughs> outstandingly, that's amazing. That's because you can make yourself handsome. Yes. Yeah. Until my someone had pointed out to me that my in-game commander looks like Hank from King of the Hill, <laughs> and and I thought. I've, I've got a, I have I've to need to now redo my commander because I thought, oh, that looks like me, but I, I've, I now feel
2: really bad. <laughs> <laughs> is it propane and propane accessories.
0: <laughs> yes. So um, special thanks, of course, goes to Commander Tokusul, JN Tracks, and, of course, Alan Stroud, who have created music that we use in the show. But that is it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, you can email info at laberadio.com. Hit us up at facebook.com slash lave radio, tweet us at live radio, or you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash lave radio. We also have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to hang out and chat, which you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. Wow, TeamSpeak. How how quaint. How quaint. <laughs> <laughs> so do get in touch if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. Um you can even put it in the in the YouTube comments down below. Like and subscribe.
1: Never do that again, Colin. <laughs> Never, ever do that again.
3: Yeah. Do, do it again so they like, can slip it out and make it as part of the intro. <laughs>
1: <That's>
0: <laughs> <so> pretty... <laughs> I can't believe
1: I did that. I, ge- I genuinely feel like my face hurts from the amount of cringe that just happened here.
0: Oh, dad cringe, don't you? Smash
1: love it? that like button! Don't forget to ring the notification bell. There's, a, there's a
0: clip. There's a clip.
1: Holy <laughs> shit!
3: So I, I think actually it's uh, psychic one, Colin one, because the 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 even the evening, the, uh, the goal that like evened everything up. Colin just scored from the. the uh, like, and subscribe. So what, it's like,
1: what, what, the, what the hell are you on about? I have
3: no I'm idea. I, I,
1: Jesus Christ. No listen. He's you said that like peanut a, butter. Oh, my God. I'd be so bored. No, Jesus Christ. So wind <laughs> it up, Colin. Wind it up quick. <laughs> Right.
0: Live radio Live Radio is recorded live on a Tuesday evening at 8 30 and streamed out at Laveradio.com/slash live. Yeah, this is this is on your radio right now. <coughs> so no, oh, thanks to Mac. Thanks to Psychic, and thanks to Shan. Special thanks or ghost goes to today's uh, tech specialist, the Chris Mark for. So until next time, commanders, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. <laughs>
3: two seconds I'll be right back.
4: The Emperor has been absent from public life for nearly a year. Her last public engagement was in September 3306, just after the start of the Marlinist bombing campaigns, although she was apparently seen behind the scenes as late as February 3307. Everyone thought the Emperor was in hiding from the NMLA, making her proclamations to the Empire through Chancellor Blaine. But it turns out, something far more sinister has been happening.
6: Following assistance from a number of commanders who tracked down four Omega Network beacons and decoded messages found on those beacons, the Affiliated Counter-Terrorism Unit believes that until Sunday, Emperor Arissa was being held prisoner in a cryopod labelled E-16, meaning 16th Emperor, by the Empire-aligned military organisation Darkwater Inc. in the Summerland system. It appears that a group of imperial senators, calling themselves the Lords of Reclamation, have been funding the mercenaries to keep the Emperor in cold storage for many months.
4: The Neo Marlinist Liberation Army appeared on the scene quite suddenly in September 3306, bombing three starports and assassinating Prince Harold Duval, Princess Ashling's father, amongst others. They wanted to achieve by violence what a number of fringe Republicans within the Empire had been quietly campaigning for, for years, to restore the original Democratic Republic that was founded back in 2292 by Marlin Duval. That Republic only lasted four years, and the sixteen Emperors of the Empire that followed have run one of the largest, most successful and enduring political entities in human history. Just why the NMLA sprang up so suddenly remains unanswered. It certainly had support from some wealthy individuals, such as the Landgrave of Madrid. The NMLA was believed to have been defeated at the end of last year, with Theta Seven, John Tyburn, killing himself and a megaship full of far god worshippers.
6: Based on the information gathered over the past weekend, it now seems that the NMLA may have been funded organised and possibly manipulated by the Lords of Reclamation. This may go some way to explain past events. For example, the Landgrave of Madrid didn't have the political clout to help Theta-7 escape from the Serene Harbour Interrogation Facility. Yet escape Theta-7 did. Darkwater Inc. seems to have been training NMLA members. At the wish of the Lords of Restoration, The Lords speak of installing a new figurehead to replace the martyred Theta Seven, explaining they had not expected him to die so soon. The NMLA, it seems, may have been pawns in a game they weren't fully part of.
4: Known members of the Lords of Reclamation are Senators Carl Nerva, Ursula Turcatus, and Alberto Gerion. These are not the sort of people you'd expect to find supporting the abolition of the Empire. Turcatus is a fine republican name, but it seems at least possible that this is not an ideological group seeking to re-establish the Republic of Achenar from a thousand years ago, but may instead be a cabal intent on removing Arissa and the rest of the Duvals from the Empire. If they want to remove the Duvals, and if they don't want a democracy, then they presumably Have a Replacement Emperor lined up?
6: If the Emperor is to be replaced, there seem to be two possibilities. Either the Lords are themselves run by a ruthless individual who wants to be Emperor and will stop at nothing to achieve it, or the Lords plan to install a Puppet Emperor and to run the Empire from behind the scenes. Let's look at the possible suspects. We can safely rule out the Princess Ashling. She was devoted to her father, so she seems unlikely to have murdered him. She has repeatedly called for the Emperor to be seen and has expressed publicly her concerns. And as the senior Duval after the Emperor and possibly Hadrian, she's probably next target on the Lords of Restoration's hit list.
4: We can similarly rule out Senator Caspian Leopold. He's worked to keep the Duvals, Ashling, and Hadrian safe from harm during the NMLA bombings. He's had the opportunity to assassinate both Duvals, and has not done so. Chancellor Anders Blaine has been near the center of power for years, since before Orissa. He was Chancellor to Hengist, and he continued as Chancellor under the current Emperor. He issues proclamations on behalf of the Emperor, and he is the main channel of communication between the Emperor and her subjects. Surely, he must have been aware that Orissa was missing. He was spoken about as a possible candidate to replace Hengist in 3301. Another would-be Emperor is Senator
6: Denton Petraeus.
4: One of his aides,
6: Brendan Paul Darius, is infamous as the murderer of the 15th Emperor. And although Petraeus naturally distanced himself from the assassination, it seemed likely that he may have been attempting to prevent the wedding between Emperor Hengist and Arissa's mother Florence. If Petraeus was willing to murder in 3301, why wouldn't he be willing to try again now? As Fleet Admiral, Petraeus stirred up the Neo-Marlinists and may have helped to win support for the NMLA, thus creating problems for the Empire and creating those pawns that the Laws of Reclamation have been using.
4: Senator Zemina Torval, the mining magnate and slave owner, also falls under suspicion at least partly because she wears a torque, and the word torque sounds a bit like Torquatus. She was the only senior Imperial who remained in the Empire along with Emperor Arissa when all eyes were on the Galactic Summit in February and March 3307, round about the time the Emperor is believed to have been kidnapped. Although she has been politically ambitious, Torval has recently been concentrating on her business interests.
6: Hadrian Duval, considered by many traditionalists to be the future of the Empire, was put forward by Duke Ciso Mordanticus and Nova Imperium as a pretender to the imperial throne. Nearly two years after Mordanticus was executed for treason, there was a reconciliation of sorts on the sixteenth of november thirty three o six Chancellor Blaine announced that the Emperor had pardoned Hadrian, but that he would not be made a prince with the birth of a son Hector Mordanticus on the second of December last year. Many now view Hadrian as an ideal successor to Orissa. Could the Lords of Restoration be trying to hurry things along? There have been two attempts on Hadrian's life by the n m a and he is now officially a Duval, so there is some circumstantial evidence that Hadrian is not part of this plot. There are other suspects, such as Senator Lorcan Scordato, who attempted to negotiate a compromise between the Marlinists and the Empire. But Blaine, Petraeus, Torval and Hadrian are for now the ones to watch.
4: Where is the Emperor now? She was being held in Summerland. But after Act recently unsuccessfully attempted to infiltrate Darkwater, she's been moved. It seems likely that she remains within the Empire, or within Empire-controlled space. Perhaps she's aboard a megaship, or at one of the secret surface installations such as Serene Harbour. The Lords of Restoration seem keen to keep Arissa under their control and alive. Quite why is a mystery. How do they want their plot to play out? ACT has sent agents to find and recover the Emperor. For the rest of us, it's a waiting game to see whether they find her, and if they might need help. This is one of the most bizarre episodes in galactic politics. We should soon find out some answers to the Why, the Who and the Where questions.